Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Greg Johns, who covers the Mariners for MLB.com. Greg, happy Monday, happy podcast day. It's another week, another podcast, all good. That's right. We've got a lot of great things to talk about. And this first topic, I'm extremely excited to pick your brain about. We're going to lead off with Amanda Hopkins, who is trailblazing a path for women in baseball, specifically in the scouting department. And we've seen another woman, Haley Alvarez, who's with the A's. She's their scouting coordinator, both helping forge this path for women. And Hopkins has already helped the Mariners draft and sign three players that she's evaluated. Can you go into detail about what her job entails and kind of give people an inside look into what she's doing for the Mariners? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Amanda is, a, it's, a, she's, it's an interesting story. Uh, she's a little over two years now. I think she's just starting her third year. Uh, Tom McNamara, the scouting director at the time, uh, uh, hired her as, as a full-time scout, and uh, she was the first full-time scout hired by a major league team since the early 1950s uh, at that time. And, uh, and remains one. Obviously, the, the A's just hired uh, Haley, but the, yeah, it's a, it's a small group, but uh, a, an interesting uh, story in, in Seattle. A man, uh, Amanda, grew up in Seattle. Her her dad was a scout, Ron Hopkins, who's now an assistant with the uh, Pirates, uh, assistant to the GM there, and a former scouting director with the with the Rangers, I believe. He was a, a Mariners scout uh, a long time ago, and so they lived still live in Seattle. Amanda grew up here, and she uh, went. She's a softball player at Central University, Central Washington University, and uh, lived in Seattle in the summer. So she's interning, got an intern job with the Mariners Scouting Department for a couple summers. And uh, after she graduated from Central, they they uh, liked her so much they sent her to the uh, MLB Scouting School down in Phoenix, and she really excelled there. And they were thrilled and and hired her. Uh, and she's pretty young, and they sent her down to the Phoenix area. So she's the area scout in what they call the Four Corners area, which is Arizona. Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico, I believe, is it? Mm-hmm. It's got that that area of the country, and that that's her spot. And uh, area scouts, Mariners, like every team in, in baseball, have have area scouts all over, and right. and uh, that's her her spot. So you know, she's the one making reports, doing everything, sending them in, and, and uh, you know, it goes up the chain. You get national cross checkers come in and and check out what the area scouts like, and by the time you get around to a draft, you get a lot of eyes on on people. But she's kind of the the, the, the ground roots there of, of that area, and uh, it, it's a cool job, and she's, uh, from what I've heard, doing it very well. So 
pretty neat, pretty neat story. And and why not? I know uh, Tom McNamara when he hired her, he said, "Hey, I used to go. Sometimes I'd take her out when she was an intern. We go to a game. I'd just listen to her talk about players. And I'm going, man, she she knows what she's talking about. Why shouldn't she? Uh, you know, she grew up in the game with her dad going to going to games. Uh, you know, watching and just kind of grew up in it. So she's got an eye for uh, mm-hmm. talent and. Uh, and she's using that now to Mary's advantage. So pretty, pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it's fun, uh, fun to see what she's doing. It is, Greg. I think what's the best part about it is that she's giving little girls who don't know that this job is possible or this dream is possible. An actual tangible person is doing this job, and she's she's a role model for them. And I love that. So shout out to Amanda Hopkins and Haley Alvarez and all the other women who are trying to forge this path. You guys are rock stars. So I love it. Absolutely, um, it, it is a neat, and and you know it's tough to play Major League Baseball. I understand that, <laughs> uh, uh, but there, anybody can you know can watch and understand the game and know you know you can you can uh, judge talent. You don't have to be a Major League player to do that. Absolutely, and, uh, and she's certainly shown that that's possible. Yes, it's a very cool story. All right, moving on, Greg. Jason Bradford. He's heading west to join the Mariners this season. The Mets DFA'd him, and the Mariners saw what I like to call an opportunity. And I also want to add in that Seattle picked up Juan Nicasio earlier this offseason, so they're fortifying their bullpen. But how do you anticipate Bradford contributing at the major league level this season? Yeah, it's, Jason was uh, – they picked him up uh, from the Mets uh, last week. Adds depth, I guess. Danny is the best way to look at it. Sure. I mean, they – they had an opening on the 40-man roster. They saw a guy that could help them and and, uh, and used it. So their 40 months now full, heading into spring training. But so he, he's he's going to add to that group. Uh, you mentioned Nicasio is the big free agent signing they had. You know they they also traded for Sean Armstrong from the Indians and uh, Nick Rumbelo from the Yankees. So those guys are, are thick in the mix of what they plan to do. Bradford will be a guy I think that comes to camp uh, along with a couple other guys they picked up off waivers. Uh, Mike Moran and, and Sam Moles. It's guys that, that really give depth. The big thing with Bradford, he has minor league options, and, and that's important and one of the reasons they, they got him because he's a guy, even if he doesn't make that roster coming out of camp, that they can have him to come and bring up at any time. Uh, they can shuffle him back and forth if they need. You know, that's, There's a huge roster flexibility is big, and that's something that DePoto looks for. So Bradford's one of those guys that they can fit in. He, he pitched well for the Mets last year. It was a rookie year. He's, he's 28, so he's been around a little while, but ground ball pitcher and, and a guy that throws strikes and they like those kind of guys in Seattle. So, uh, you know, I don't know that he's part of the, the eight-man mix coming out of camp, uh, but certainly, you know, if, they, if something goes wrong, that he's, he adds that depth, he's, he's there, and, and you give a guy a chance like that, you never know what you're going to see. So I imagine uh, he'll be prominent this spring, and they'll see what they got there with, uh, with Bradford. All right, Greg, sounds good. Jerry DePoto, our man, Jerry DePoto, speaking on the mm-hmm. Wheelhouse podcast once again this week. And recently, he just brought up the Fangraphs preseason projections now people don't want to hear this greg but i'm gonna say it and then we're gonna talk about it they've got Mm. seattle at about an 81 win season right now 81 is not too shabby but i'm not sure that is enough to earn a wild card spot or to make it into the postseason greg right 81 would not in most years get you into the wild card that's for darn sure however (laughs) <laughs> they don't. Uh, they don't play baseball on paper, and uh, you, you look at projections every year. They're great to look at, uh, but I, I think last year uh, the Twins, I think, were projected for 69 wins or something <laughs> like that. Ended up winning 85. That's right. So <laughs> you, you kind of take it all with a grain of salt. You know, I, being in the journalism business, uh, you know, I've, I've been asked to make predictions every year, and one thing I've 
learned over over time teams that are picked to do well often don't you know a lot of mm-hmm. times the teams with lower expectations are the ones that step up so you just never know uh sure you'd love to have a team that's projected to win 100 games and have that kind of talent and uh, and everybody would would love to have that but i don't think it's a death knell that uh that uh, you know, a projection system isn't ranking you. I remember the Kansas City Royals when uh, when they were in the World Series a couple of years had been projected really low, and, and that was kind of a kind of a motivating factor for them every year. They'd come out and go, "Look, we're, we're better than you guys are saying," and they, right. they would go out and prove it. So, yeah, I, I think uh, projections are what they are. You can a lot of those are based on uh, projected WAR numbers, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, WAR is a good thing to me to show what a player has done and what his value was. Last year, and it's not necessarily, a, you know, it's not a magical projection, and that's what's going to happen. It's, yeah. it's based on, you know, what what they have done and what what that system sees. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great talking point. I don't think uh, being an 81 win, a 500 team going in is a death knell. And, and the other thing, Danny, every every spring, people think this is the roster, this is what we got, and things right. seem to change a lot once you get playing. So. <laughs> You just kind of never know how things are going to play out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a fun thing to talk about for sure. It is fun. And you know what sticks out to me, though, Greg, in, in these predictions is that are the intangibles. Because, like you said, you can look at all the numbers on paper, but when it comes to in person, how guys react, their mental health, their physical health, if they're playing with injuries, if they're playing with things going on in their lives, maybe there is something that happens within the season that – Fan graphs can't see. Maybe there's a story that inspires hope. And so I like to think that it's cool and fun to talk about, but I, I'm totally with you in the fact that until you see the product on the field and see these guys mesh together, you never really know what can happen. Numbers are great, but for me, I love I love seeing those intangibles come into play. Yeah, and every team that succeeds tends to have guys that, that- – that overplay what people are expecting. I mean, yeah. it's just the, the nature of sports, and and that's usually the key to a season is what guys step up. You know, is, is it a Mike Zanino that has a, a season that nobody expected, or Marco Gonzalez that, that nobody really knows what he's going to do yet? Or maybe he has a big season, maybe he doesn't. Maybe one of your big guys has a bad season. You know, you can go all kinds of different ways. Guys get hurt and this kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's a couple guys. Mitch Haniger is a guy. It's not. Yeah projected as having huge numbers but this is a guy that could have a could have a great season we don't know i mean that's it's sort of the fun part and you certainly you don't win any games in, in january and, and february that's, that's for right. sure but uh you do want to talk about baseball and i guess that's what we're doing and so that's that's a good thing <laughs> absolutely all right greg so i want to circle back really quick to mr depoto and his podcast and something that i kind of thought of and this doesn't necessarily pertain to the team so much as jerry depoto but his candidness is something that fans don't really get a chance to see, especially from a man in his position. But I'm wondering, from your perspective, from the business side of things, do you feel like it leaves him open to more criticism from fans or helps them understand what actually goes into the business side of this game? (laughs) Good question, Danny. (laughs) Uh, Probably both of those, I would say. I personally think transparency is wonderful. I think, uh, you know, hearing and having things explained – it's a great thing. I mean, I guess I'm a writer. I love to have the knowledge and, and ability. You know, sometimes you yeah. work with with front offices that don't want to tell you anything. And and Depoto's pretty transparent. And he's usually pretty clear. Uh, even before they do, he might not tell you what player they're they're looking for, but he's pretty good about saying, "Hey, this, these are our holes, and this is what we want to fix." And and it's it's been true to form. That's what they've gone out and done. It's, he's he's been very open about things that way. And once they make a move, he's very good about explaining it. And does that 
satisfy fans? Of, of course not. I mean, I, I guess I could, I could tell you uh, how I'm baking a cake, and when it comes out, you may not like the way it tastes. <laughs> you know, we all have opinions, and the great thing about sports is the debates and what's what's uh, what's right and wrong. We all have opinions, but but uh, Jerry, I guess because he is so open, uh, yeah, sure, fans could look at that and say, you know, we don't agree with what you're doing or or this and that, or you know, just I think Danny, in the bottom line. Mm-hmm. If you win, people mm-hmm. are going to think you're wonderful. Yes. No matter what you're doing, and if you lose games, people are going to find reasons to criticize, and and that's just the way it is. So, uh, but to me, along the process to have somebody explaining it to me as, as well as Jerry does, he's, he's very well spoken, he's very thoughtful, and uh, I think it's pretty cool uh, what he's doing, not just on the podcast, but you know, since he's taken that job from day one, he's been yeah. a guy who's who's been pretty open about talking about what he's doing and and why. And, and personally, I think that's pretty great. Cool. I love it. Greg, I would probably eat the cake that you baked, by the yeah. way. I'm not that picky. So. Cake's probably not a good example. Uh, <laughs> mess that one up. <laughs> no, it was a good example. It's definitely <laughs> true. And and like you said, if you win, it doesn't matter. People don't remember all the bad things or the wrong things or the wrong moves you made. They only remember that you won. So um, for hopefully for Jerry DePoto's case, that, that ends up being his truth. I hope so for him. Yeah, and then Dan, one thing I think yeah. it's really easy to sit on the sidelines, and whether you're a journalist, a fan, or whoever, and and and, and second guess. And, and oh, one yeah. thing I think is important in any any team is to explain to fans sometimes why it's not just so easy to make that 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 one decision that you think is so obvious. You know, sometimes there are reasons that we just don't understand, or or realities mm-hmm. of the business uh, as you mentioned that. That you know, and I think it helps to have a team explaining those sometimes, whether whether we want to hear them or not. Uh, you know, those are messages that are worth listening to. That's a great point. That's a great point, Craig. All right. Lastly, we are going to wrap up with a little spotlight time on Mr. Evan White. So we are doing here at MLB.com. We are featuring all the top ten of positions, and so we're looking right now at top ten first base prospects. And Evan White is featured on that list. He's also Seattle's number two prospect in their system he was sidelined last season greg but the mariners are still very high on this 21 year old so what's going to be expected of him this spring in the season he said quote he's itching and ready to go yeah he's ready because uh yeah last year disappointing first round draft pick for the mariners danny and uh just a, a, a out of kentucky uh very polished first baseman, one of the best defensive first basemen to come out of college by by everyone I've talked to that's, that's seen him play, the scouts and, and Jim. They just love his glove and uh, not a big power guy at first, kind of a line drive guy that they think can can develop a you know good eye, good good bat, you know, kind of uh, a guy that, that that can handle that position for years if they can get him playing and also athletic enough to uh, to play the outfield actually if they needed. That's what they say. This guy can run and, and do a lot of things, so they're excited to see him came out of the gate and the disappointment that we talked about was he played 14 games and and in class a Everett and they had a, had a quad problem. And uh, I talked to him last week. He said that quad was actually bothering him at the end of the college season. And uh, it was just kind of sore when he, he got down to the mini camp with the Mariners and started running on that and and playing every day. It it just flared up and uh, the Mariners, they tried to work him through it for about two weeks and they finally, finally just said, Hey, let's get this thing settled down and, and get you, get you right. So he sat out the rest of the year, but, uh, He's back. He went to Peoria for about a six-week uh, strength and conditioning program at the end of the year, and, and uh, now he's back uh, back home in Ohio working out every day. Says he's fully healthy, ready to go. So 
he's a guy. He's he's a few years away. I would think you know he's going to probably start out in a ball again. And they'll bring him along, uh, uh, but he, but he's 21 and and I think uh, could could move up rapidly if things things go the way they hope and and he hopes. He's a, a great young guy, really well spoken and, and a super athlete. So yeah, Evan White uh, be fun to watch. Uh, see where he goes this year. His big goal: stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Show what he can do this year and really get the good get a good year uh, playing the long season. He says, hey, it's you got to get into pro ball and learn how to to endure that, that long season. It's different than college, and he's, he's ready to give that a go and, and show what he can do this year. All right, lots of excitement, Greg. We're only 22 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Yeah. So <laughs> anything, are you are you personally getting ready? Are you, like, mentally preparing for the grind that will be spring uh, training? It's funny. I get this time of year every year, and you just kind of start counting down, but it, it, it's more like, uh, boy, do I have all the, uh, you know, the, the polo shirts I'm going to need to get me through <laughs> spring training? Or do I have the, the shorts packed? What do I need to get, uh, get done away? Have I, have I gone to the doctor? Have I got everything squared away? Because once the season starts, it just kind of goes. You don't have that much time. So right. kind of grabbing some family time and, and doing some things around the house that need done, doing, and, and that kind of countdown. But, yeah, it's uh, – it's a fun time of year. I do start. I get that calendar once we, once we get past the start of the year, and uh, it, you can't help but get excited. And, and I, I do look every day, Danny, to see what the weather is in Peoria, Arizona. <laughs> when it flops up there at 72 degrees, I, I think, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty ready for that. Not too shabby, Greg. Not too shabby. Well, listen, that's it for today. We still have a few more weeks of our podcast. And if you guys still need your Mariners fix, you can go to Mariners.com and check out all of the work that's being done over there by our incredible writers. I'm Danny Wexelman with Greg Johns. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.